Pastor Dan is on a well-deserved uh, vacation, so I am filling in for him this week, and uh, we'll see how this all goes. I think it will be, uh, be good. Um, but uh, this morning, you know, as we've uh, done worship online and everything, one of the things that we've kind of uh, forgot about as part of our gathering together is uh, we used to light the, the candle of Christ, right? The Christ candles welcome the light of Christ uh, into our midst as we remember that Christ is with us. And uh, I just thought of all the weeks, um, that, especially the one we've had here in Cameron these last couple weeks, the with uh, everything we've, we've been facing in our community, the sadness, the grieving, just all that we're going through in a, as a community, um, what a better time to welcome this light of Christ and remember that, that Jesus is with us as we gather together, whether it's here, uh, the few of us in, in the sanctuary, whether it is online, on the radio, as we gather together in worship, Christ is with us wherever we are as one body, even though we are distant. So, uh, I would like to ask everyone this morning if you would all please stand. And for those at home, if you've got a candle, uh, light a candle this morning, and remember that, um, that Christ is with you just as he is here in this sanctuary. He's with you in your homes or wherever you may be. Let's all uh, have a moment as the light of Christ comes to be with us. Let's all uh, join our voices together and uh, in the song, How Great Thou Art.
this morning. Um, first of all, happy Father's Day to all the fathers, uh, to everyone. Uh, I hope you have a chance to be with your kids or have a Zoom meeting with your kids or somehow uh, on the phone somehow just to be in touch with your kids this morning on um, this Father's Day. Um, just a couple reminders. Um, we're planning to, uh, Pastor Dan was wanting to open up our service this morning and welcome you know anyone who feels comfortable gathering together but with him being on vacation, he didn't know if it'd be the right time. So July 5th is when we will open up the sanctuary. And whoever feels comfortable in joining us in, in person is welcome to come and join us here in the sanctuary. Um, and those that want to continue worshiping online are sure welcome to do so um, online as well. We'll continue to do that from, from here on out. And uh, I just kind of want to take a moment to say a huge thank you to, uh, to Matt and to Dustin back in our booth over here. Um, uh, they've pretty much taken charge of it all and made it all possible for, for our online worship. Um, I think it's a pretty good quality production that they've put together for us. And so uh, I know we all surely appreciate it. And uh, I bought Dustin some chips that he likes, I found yesterday. <laughs> so just kind of a little way of saying thank you. And But uh, it's certainly there's not a, a way big enough that we could say thank you to really show our appreciation. So I just hope you guys know we, we appreciate all you do. A um, couple other things. We are still collecting peanut butter and jelly for the uh, food pantry this month. Uh, that's our big push to collect as much peanut butter and jelly as we can. Um, and, and a challenge to take down the other churches and to, uh, to outdo the other churches. We want to make sure that we collect as much as possible. So keep that coming in. And then tomorrow, we're starting something new called Maker Monday. Um, it's a time where we can come in... Uh, where uh, specifically if, the, if the, our children, you know, have been distant from their friends, they haven't been able to see each other for many weeks, months now, um, maybe they're looking for some way to get together with friends and see each other. Um, we were trying to provide a space that they can get together and then work on some crafts and things for our partnership with the village and some things that we can take over as our ministry with them. So uh, we're calling it, calling it Maker Monday. And there's more information on the website, CameronUMC.org, if you'd like to look into that. So, and with that, I'd ask, uh, let's all join our voices together as we sing Good, Good Father.
been a, uh, a very uh, rough week for many of our residents here, uh, not just in Cameron, but in this, uh, in this region, um, with the loss of, of three men, tragically losing three men in our community these last couple weeks. Um, it's uh, really got a lot, of, a lot of our folks, a lot of our, a lot of our church family are really shaken in their lives, um, really just a distraught and deep grieving happening within them and many others in our community. And uh, so this morning I just kind of wanted to offer um, some words of comfort um, because it's, it's not just this that's happening. There's a lot that's happening, wearing on us, uh, working on us physically, emotionally, spiritually. There's so much happening in our community and the world around us. Um, I just wanted to offer some words of comfort this morning. From Isaiah chapter 40, verses 29 through 31, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And there's sometimes in life, maybe it's a season, maybe it's a day, there's moments in life where we are just soaring. We're like eagles gliding in the sky through the clouds and against the wind. And, and there are other days it's all we can do to walk without fainting. These have been some weary days for us. Um, and not just, again, not just from the, the loss of these three men in our community and our region, but we have folks that have been waiting and waiting and waiting to have surgeries from this whole COVID situation. Now, whatever they were planning to have done to help them feel better and be stronger has had to be put on hold. And so many people are still waiting for those surgeries to happen, back and knee and various things. Um, we have folks that have gone months and months, literally gone months, without seeing their loved ones in the nursing facilities. And all the conflict, all the turmoil, all the anger and 
injustice, unemployment, poverty, all of this that's happening during this time. It, it's just a lot for a caring heart, you know? It wears on us. It really rips at us. And so this morning, whatever it is that's wearing you, that's tearing at your heart, as we go to the Lord in prayer, I would ask that you just take that and lift it to the Lord. Because we're all hurting in some way. We're all grieving in some way. We all face some trial or some pain that's just wearing us down. So as we go to the Lord, I ask that you just take that and Cast that upon the Lord, as the Psalms say. Let's take a moment to be in prayer. If you would please join me. Holy God, we are so grateful to have your presence with us always. You are always there, Lord. Especially in these times, we are so grateful that we can count on you to be with us. But holy God, your people are weary. Whether it is in our own personal conflict or in the conflict of our nation, whether it is in our own personal grieving or in the grieving of our neighbors, whether it is in our own personal pain or the pain of our loved ones, holy God, we are weary. This COVID situation has brought some positive things, forcing us to have Sabbath time and to get rest, forcing us to connect with each other in new ways. But the prolonged time that we've had away from family and friends, the prolonged time of life disruption, it's taking its toll on us emotionally and physically, mentally. Holy God, we are weary. Lord, we ask that you bring your strength to renew us. Build us up. Bring your strength to heal where we are broken. Bring your strength to build us where we may be weak. Bring your strength that we may not only walk with all we've got, but actually soar like the eagles. Holy God, we are weary. Increase your strength in us this day, your holy people, in all faith that we have in you, and all trust that we have in you, knowing that you are with us, that you never leave us. Bring us your strength, that we may be your holy people for those around us that are also weary. So now, Lord, as your people, as your children, we come to you as Jesus taught us how to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
ever in need of the Lord, I think it's right now, isn't it? Isn't this maybe a time when with all this chaos, with everything just happening in our world, with everything going on, all the grieving and just the loneliness and everything that we're facing right now as a community, state, nation, world. Man, if there's a time that we ever needed the Lord, I think it may be right now. If you have your Bibles, uh, have Bibles with you, if you want to open up to Colossians chapter 3, is the scripture we'll be reading this morning. Colossians chapter 3, uh, beginning in verse number 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, giving thanks to God the Father. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of our holy God. Our... Uh, as Methodists, of course, our denomination was all, uh, it all started with a man named John Wesley. And so John Wesley was very concerned about the, uh, the faithfulness that people have in, in following Christ, the, the faithfulness and the, the, the devotion that, uh, that the church folks, the body of Christ actually has in being the church folks, being God's people and God's children. And so uh, Wesley believed very strongly in disciplined practices or methods um, that would keep people uh, close to God and devout in their life with Christ. Um, our book of discipline outlines three general rules that Wesley believed were essential to a Christian life. And last week, Pastor Dan talked about one of those rules that really all Christians should follow is do no harm. Do no harm to others. Do no harm to, which could really go into do no harm in general. Do no harm to our world, God's creation and the environment, do no harm to, you know, many different ways, but specifically do no harm to other people. Um, being mindful of our words, our actions, even our attitudes that, that might bring harm to another individual, being mindful of those things and doing all we can to, to not cause harm for other individuals. But as Christians, it's not enough to just don't do harm. It's not enough to not do bad. We're actually supposed to do good, Right? We're supposed to go that a step further and make sure that not only are we not doing harm to people, but we're actually bringing some goodness into this world around us. As God's people, we should be looking for ways to bring the goodness of God that we believe and trust in, bringing that goodness into this world that we live in. So this is why, uh, uh, kind of what Paul says in Colossians, you know, he refers to, the, to these folks as the holy and beloved by God, and he calls to them, and reminds them, hey, you are these wonderful people that, that has accepted this gift of grace. You have accepted God's grace into your life. You are the, the church. You are the loved ones of God. All, God loves all people, right? But specifically you have become this holy people in God's grace. And he, he points out that as we've accepted this, this grace into our lives, we've chosen to live our lives filled with this goodness that God brings to us. That's part of it, that as we accept God and Christ into our lives, as we welcome the grace of God into our lives, we're actually choosing to live our lives filled with this, with this goodness. This goodness that God just pours over us time and time again, constantly, this never-ending this river of grace pouring over us, but also this never-ending source of grace that is being poured within us as well, being birthed within us by the Spirit of God. Things like compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, 
forgiveness. God not only shows all of these things to us, but by the Spirit, God brings all of those things within us so that they would just be present and well up within us as God's people so we're ready to show this goodness that God shows us, right? All these things are basically the character of God, the goodness of God that God shows to us. And so Paul says, put these things on. Basically, don't let them stay inside. Bring those things out. Put them on so that they can be seen. Let this goodness that is being birthed inside of you, let the, spirit, the, the, the goodness that the Spirit is bringing to you, this compassion and this, this love, this gentleness, this, this patience and kindness, all of these things that the Spirit is just bringing and filling you with, put those on so that they can be seen by those around you and that those around you can be blessed by them. He lists out all these, all these virtues, these godly virtues, and then in verse number 14, he says, and over all of these things, put on love which binds them all together. You know, when we, when we show compassion, when we show kindness to another individual with the love of God within us, it's not just us being nice. When we do this with the love of God, it is literally us bringing the character of God to the lives of people around us. When God fills us with a kindness by the Spirit moving in our lives and revealing the kindness of God to us, that we want to reveal that same kindness to those around us, we are literally bringing the character of God into the world around us. That's what it means to do good. Not just do nice things for each other. It means literally to bring the goodness of God to the lives of those around us, to the lives of those in our community and in our world. So Paul lists all these things out and says when we add love to the mix, it becomes the goodness of God happening in this world. We are God's holy people filled with God's goodness sent so that God's goodness will be brought to the world around us. Now, a lot of times as a church, we think doing good has to be some big grand event. If we're going to do some good out here, we got to really form a committee and then we need to meet for months talking about this, and it's got to be right, and how much money is this thing going to cost, and do we have the space, and what do we need to think about to put this thing on so we can do some good around here? And we think about things like radical hospitality and extravagant generosity that one of our, in a book that one of our bishops wrote. And we talk about this, and we kind of lose sight. Really doing good is simply bringing overwhelming kindness, complete compassion, it's really just us simply bringing the goodness of God into the lives around us. It's actually pretty easy to do that. In fact, it's just as easy as buying a card at the store. That's how easy it is to do good. It's so easy. It's as easy as making chocolate chip cookies. Doing good is as easy as walking one lap around a building. We've done that. All those things in our, in our partnership with the village, in our desire to minister to folks that are, that are kept away from their families right now, those are things we've done. And we can kind of know it probably has an effect, you know, on the folks, the individuals, and sometimes we get cards, but I thought it might be kind of cool to show a video of the response that we've got. Do we have the video? Is it going to work? Okay. 
Watch this video real quick. That's some of our folks walking around the outside of the building waving to this guy. <laughs> Because I knew exactly what they wanted to hear, um, and I knew what it took to get the position. Thank you for everything you did for us and everything you continue to do. Have a good day. God bless you for your kindness. For everything you've done. For the kids that made the cookies for us. That was very nice. I appreciate it. Say it again. Cookies. Delicious. Thank you very much for thinking of us. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> so this is some of the people that you have ministered to. You've sent cards to those people. You made cookies for those people. And she says, more cookies, please, more cookies, right? So apparently we've got a project coming up soon, a youth group again. It's not hard to bring goodness around us. We just need to be focused on it, I think. Sometimes, you know, there was a saying that I heard a lot growing up um, was, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. You know, and so somehow we kind of learned by that that maybe me just sitting there and doing nothing is good right now because, you know, it's certainly better than doing harm. I think a lot of times as Christians we kind of adopt that into our theology that maybe us not doing harm is good. And I don't know that they quite equal, actually. Yes, we should not do harm to others, but we are supposed to actively be seeking ways that we can bring goodness into this world. We're supposed to be searching for where compassion is not happening. Who is it that needs compassion? Where is love lacking in this world? Where is the hurt? Where is the, the suffering? I think we're supposed to actively be seeking that out and then saying, what can I do? And yeah, it could be a big event where we see, hey, the community buildings and the parks maybe need some love, so let's go and have a big service day, and we're going to paint some park benches, and we're going to do a lot of service work, a big day where we all come together and do this. Maybe it could be a, a big event, but really, it's probably usually just as simple as a card, a phone call, as simple as a smile, and maybe just that simple and showing the goodness of God around us, sharing this goodness that we have within us with those that need some goodness within them. And frankly, right now, I think in our world, in our community, I don't know that it's that hard to find a place where goodness needs to be shown. Right now, as much as ever, the world needs us showing some goodness, reminding them that God's goodness is still here. In the midst of all the turmoil, in the midst of the suffering, in the midst of the grieving, in the midst of all this, God's goodness is still here. It is alive within us. We just need to put it on so that it can be seen, so that those around us can be blessed by it, those that need it the most. John Wesley has this quote about doing good. 
He says that he, he urges us gently, uh, maybe not so gently, John Wesley didn't seem like a real ho- holy, gentle person, but to fire us up and to send us out, John Wesley says, do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can and all the places you can at all the times you can to all the people you can as long as you ever can. That pretty much means in our lives, every moment, with every word, with every action, with every interaction with others, that we are in a way bringing the character of God, the goodness of God into this world around us. For that to happen, we've got to be pretty close with God. We've got to be filled with God. We're going to talk about that next week. But that's who we are as God's holy, beloved people. We are the people filled with God's goodness for the purpose of bringing that goodness to the world around us. It's a weary world out there. And some of us may be weary. And maybe right now, for you personally, maybe it's all you can do to walk without fainting. Maybe that's where you are right now. And maybe you're the one that needs some goodness shown. But when we are soaring on wings like eagles, or just even those in-between days where we're just somewhere kind of caught in the middle, there's always some kind of goodness that we can show to those around us. So let's go. Let's put that on. Don't keep the goodness, the compassion, the kindness, the gentleness, the forgiveness, the patience. Don't keep that in here. Let's let that well up to a point that it is seen in all that we do everywhere we go because our people around us need it. Let's go in the name of, the, of our Lord Jesus Christ empowered by the Spirit for the simple purpose of bringing smiles to someone else's face so they say, thank you, more cookies, please. Let's all uh, stand as we join our voices together. in Be Thou My Vision.
our Lord, empowered by your Spirit. Amen. So now go. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, go and share the goodness of God as much as you can, all that you can, to everyone you can. Amen.